0: Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded September 20th, 2021. I'm Lori Calvasina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. This week in the podcast, we tackle three topics, investor sentiment, earnings sentiment, and supply chains, which has contributed to deterioration in both. Three big things you need to know. First, individual investor sentiment has fallen so hard recently, it may soon send a contrarian buy signal. Second, earnings sentiment has started to deteriorate, led by cyclicals, but secular growth has stayed resilient. Third, we highlight what we're watching on supply chains, specifically the rate of change in freight costs, global COVID trends, and regional Fed surveys, where we're seeing some faint glimmers of hope. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major providers. Now the details. Takeaway number one. Individual investor sentiment has fallen so hard recently, it may soon send a contrarian buy signal. Last week's update from the American Association of Individual Investors revealed that bulls among so-called retail investors have fallen sharply. Those in the bullish camp fell to 22.4%, down from 38.9% the prior week and 43.4% just two weeks ago. Meanwhile, bears surged to 39.3%, up from 27.2% the prior week. With those moves, net bullishness has fallen to minus 16.9% for the most recent week, bringing the four-week average of net bullishness down to plus 2.9%. While this data set can admittedly be noisy week to week, This is still an important development. Historically, when net bullishness has fallen below minus 10% on the four-week average, the S&P 500 has been up 15% on average over the next 12 months, posting gains 86% of the time. We also tend to see gains on a three-month forward basis, a 5% move on average with gains 84% of the time. While this adds to our conviction that any coming pullback in the stock market will be a buying opportunity, it is just one piece of the sentiment puzzle. A full sentiment unwind will probably take a little time to play out, not only based on what we're seeing in the AAII survey, but what we see on the institutional side as well. Positioning by institutional investors, according to futures market data by asset managers as tracked by CFTC, continues to hover near all-time highs, despite some slippage last week. Takeaway number two, earnings sentiment has started to deteriorate led by cyclicals, but secular growth has stayed resilient. The rate of upward EPS estimate revisions on the sell side has slipped to 70% in mid-September, from 78% in late August, which was a level in line with its pandemic and all-time highs. So far, the deterioration we've seen has been driven by cyclicals, while secular growth has stayed strong at the high end of its historical range. Defensives have also stayed resilient, though they're admittedly at lower levels. This is an important underpinning of support for the stock market. As we've discussed in the past, secular growth far outweighs cyclicals on market cap within the S&P 500, accounting for more than twice the market cap weight of the S&P 500 that cyclicals do. The S&P 500 also has a heavy bias toward secular growth when we look at operating income, and that's also the case on operating margins as well. One key question for the stock market going forward is whether the earnings resiliency of secular growth can endure. Wrapping up with takeaway number three, we highlight what we're watching on supply chains, where we dare say there might be some faint glimmers of hope if you focus on the second derivative or rate of change. We're keeping an eye on three things for insight into when supply chain pressures may abate. First, the rate of change on freight costs, which have decelerated from peak in June. Second, global COVID trends, which are improving and have been a loose leading indicator for the rate of change in freight costs. Late last year, the rate of change in cases peaked about a month before the rate of change in freight costs. And this year in 2Q, rate of change in cases peaked about two months before the peak rate of change in freight costs. This is admittedly a messy relationship between global COVID cases and freight costs, but global case trends do appear to be a relevant data point. Third, regional Fed surveys. Empire and Philly Fed, the only two regional Fed surveys that are out for September so far, are sending conflicting signals on trends in delivery times and unfulfilled orders or backlogs. Philly Fed expanded at a slower pace on both of those data points in September, while Empire got worse. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions.